Every child is a gift to parents, and every child deserves to know about their beginnings. But what if before that child, there was a miscarriage? And how do we relate that story to the child who is still there? Why are they called rainbow babies? And what does that really mean? All this and more in my interview coming up next with Lindsay Lisk. Listen in. Welcome to the Power of Kids Books podcast, where we believe that books are a catalyst for inspiring and empowering change. I'm your host, Dori Durbin, and today we have Lindsay Lisk, who is a stay-at-home mom, was an elementary teacher, and is still a quilter. She has her book, I Am a Rainbow Baby. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I loved that we had to schedule around your kids' naps. I think that is beautiful. <laughs> that is how I plan my day. It's planned around their naps. So I'm glad to have someone who can understand that and is okay with planning around nap time because that's my life. You know, I think thinking back to when my kids were little, that was so crucial. That was like, get everything done and have a happy child. So I totally understand that. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it's tell so me, important. Tell me a little bit about yourself and, and your family, if you're willing. Of course. So my husband and I got married in 2018. We have two kids. Um, Avery is three and Jack just turned one. Um, before having Avery, we found out we were pregnant in... Um, it was the summer of 2018, shortly after we got married. And we were excited. We were, you know, planning for this baby and everything. And at 12 weeks, we were not expecting it, but we lost that pregnancy. So it was just very traumatic for both of us. Um, neither of us really had experience with a miscarriage before, like within our family or anything. So it was all brand new for us. So um, what helped me along with therapy was writing. So I wrote to help grieve and I wrote to help, you know, help the healing process. And then when we found out we were pregnant and it seemed like it was sticking, um, I really loved the fact of the rainbow baby and how special they are and how wanted they are. So that's how my book was born. Um, so yeah. And, um, we, we've talked about it before. Uh, we live in Michigan right now. Uh, my husband's in the Navy. So we were in Georgia when all of this happened. And right now he's overseas. So, um, so yeah, that's about us a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm really impressed because you took something that, I mean, I can tell you I've never experienced. I can only imagine how painful it would have been. And you took that painful situation and made it into something that, like you said, it helped you but potentially it had the ability to help other people who had gone through that experience. What, what even got you to that point where you were able to kind of move on from that pain and put it into purpose? So when I was going through the loss, like I had never been so like devastated, broken, like I had lost family members, but this was different because it was like a family member you've never like met. It was like, I don't know, just like the, you never, I don't know. So um, obviously your child, it was really devastating for us. So um, it, I didn't really have friends who had gone through it, gone through it. So I just felt very alone in the process. Like my husband was obviously broken too, but it affected me in a different way. 
because it was happening to me. Um, so when I was writing the book, I was writing it for myself, but then I thought like this could help someone else because I was having a hard time with it. And even the therapist I talked to like hadn't gone through it. So it was like really still like isolating. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just kind of thought like, this is something that might benefit other people and benefit like other families, like even a rainbow baby to teach them like how wanted and special they are, like their past before it was even them. So, um, that's kind of what I was going through, like thinking, like, I think it could help someone else. And, um, amazingly it has, I've gotten like amazing feedback from it. So I'm so thankful. Okay. I don't know what a rainbow baby is. Can you tell me what a rainbow baby is? <laughs> of course. So it's like the rainbow after the storm. So the storm not being the first child that like passed away, but the storm being the loss and the devastation and the emotions and feelings that go through that. Because when I heard this terminology, like I had never heard of rainbow baby before our situation either. So hearing that I was like that's exactly what it sounded it felt like it felt like you were going through the storm and everything was dark and cloudy and then you find out you're pregnant again and it's just like um what some someone had wrote was like it felt like I was drowning and then I could finally breathe like it's like it was just so nice to like have that feeling and like that excitement back and be like these I have two rainbow babies um both of them like it's the rainbow after the storm. Yeah, that's a beautiful image, actually, to think of it that way is just like this. Well, okay, for, I'm a Christian. So from like the Christian perspective, the rainbow is always a promise, too. So it's like a fulfilled promise. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. And that's one of the, um, for my announcement for my daughter, it was, um, you might help me with the correct like verbiage, but it said like um, something like God doesn't take away um he always gives so like she was a promise I wish I had the words in front of me because I know it's like really pretty um but yeah you know they're a promise and like you're not promised the pregnancy is gonna go through or anything but um to me it was that promise of hope and as things progressed and got better like it was and you know she's they're both here so it's amazing now you said your oldest is how old um Avery's three she's the one who I um she just turned three. She's the one who I was pregnant with and wrote this book. And then we did have a loss in between her and my son, um, who Jack, who just turned one. Okay. Wow. Wow. And I'm assuming you're already reading um, the book to Avery on her own. Yeah. But <laughs> is that like a conversation that she'll understand even more because of your book, you know? I think so. Um, so with the book, I had like almost like two audiences that I like wrote it for. So like the family that's grieving, the family that's maybe pregnant with their baby, um, the rainbow baby. Um, so like that little glimmer of hope for them. But I also wanted the children who are rainbow babies who might not even know it to like have that appreciation of like their family and what their family went through and like how special they are. Um, Cause like, I truly love my daughter even before we were like pregnant with her. So I mean, she's like the young end of three. So she loves to read the book and she loves to like say like, oh, Avery's the baby. Like that's Avery. Um, so I don't think she really knows like loss, but I, my hope is one day she will. And she'll know that there's that like just extra little bit of special to her and Jack because um, they really are. And I mean, every baby's special, but 
there's like a little bit extra to those rainbow babies. Yeah, that's it truly feels even more like a gift, probably. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's perfect wording for it. Well, speaking of words, I know my audience loves to hear books. So would you mind reading about 30 seconds worth of your book for us? I would love to. I'm just gonna start from the beginning. Okay. I am a rainbow baby, but what does that mean? Before I was born, my mama found out that a baby was growing in her tummy. Mama surprised daddy one day with the good news. He was so happy. He was so excited to be a dad. Mama showed daddy how much their baby was growing every day. They compared the size of their baby to fruits and vegetables. They picked out boy and girl names and started dreaming of life with a little baby in their arms. They told their family and friends about their news. Everyone couldn't wait to meet the newest member of the family. Grandma and grandpa bought toys and clothes. Auntie picked out some tiny shoes for the new baby. Great grandma started counting down the days until the baby's arrival. Then one day there wasn't a baby in mama's tummy anymore. Sometimes these things just happen, the doctor said. Mama and daddy were heartbroken. They both cried a lot. They told their friends and family their sad news and they all cried with them. That's where I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, that is so powerful, Lindsay. As I'm I'm listening to it and Gosh, I remember being pregnant and uh, getting the ultrasound done first. And they're like, oh, it's the size of a pinto bean right now. Your baby is this big, you know. And so that whole fruits and vegetables piece rings so true. And just the excitement mm-hmm. that's there that you're just kind of building up to this this life and imagining what this baby's going to look like and who they're going to be and all those pieces that yeah. seem to fit. And then... I, I actually really respect how you said, and then it was just gone because really the truth is for kids, they don't really need to know exactly what happened necessarily. I mean, I'm sure they're going to ask, but yeah, the reality is that's how it felt. That's, that's how yeah. that experience of nothing there anymore. That's pretty powerful. Right. No, I, that's, I mean, that's how it felt too. Like, um, the first pregnancy we got to 12 weeks. So like after 10 weeks, I was like, Oh, we're a quarter through, like we're almost there. Like we're getting there. And it's like, I never expected it to happen. Like we were planning, you know, we were going to move soon. So we're like planning the room. That's going to be the babies. And we were talking about names and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, it was just taken away. And then we had nothing. And it's like, you have to start all over again, but just, we were just not expecting that to happen. So yeah, like all of that is like our own personal like experience, like comparing the fruits and vegetables to the size of the baby. And it was just, then it was just gone and we didn't have anything. So it was, it was really hard. I'm trying to imagine too, like, um, trying again. I think, I think if it were me, I would be so scared. Um, you know, how how do you have any guarantee that this is going to work? What if I get all excited again? And especially with kids too, you know, I'm telling my kids about, you know, how this baby is growing inside me and you're kind of in the back of your mind fearing it's not going to happen. How did you handle that? Yeah, it was for, I feel like until we got to that like 12 week mark where we like were, um, I was like terrified the whole entire time. It's like you, you know, you make sure you still have all the symptoms and like, even then it doesn't mean anything. Um, so it was like walking on like, you know, like glass, like almost like you're scared that the floor is going to fall through and something's going to happen again. Like it was like really like I was just anxiety the whole time. And what helped me was I just like, 
I wrote letters and I prayed every single night and, you know, just please let me keep this baby. So, um, thankfully with Avery, like everything was perfect. And then we got pregnant when she was around, she had just turned one. So she didn't really understand that she was going to be a big sister or anything, but I mean, that's, that one was an early loss. So it was like the same, it was like the same thing. Like, oh, we're excited. She's going to be a big sister. And then all of a sudden it was like, never mind. Like it was, it was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you said, starting all over again, it's like, you just, is this going to be it? Is this, you know, is it going to last another week or are we going to get another month? So we were just thankful for every day that was a good day. Yeah. Um, and thankfully Jack's pregnancy was great too. So very blessed there. So how are you finding that you can use your book with other people? I'm really curious about that. So how, so I, all my different roles. So like when I was a teacher, I like lost the baby and I wasn't pregnant again when I was teaching, um, just because we moved, but I had like that extra, like appreciation for my students, like knowing how quickly like a life can be taken away. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but just like maybe really appreciate them more. Um, and then like as a mom finding these mom friends, I have found like such a great group and connection, like with parents that have their like rainbow babies. And they're like, Oh, I didn't know I could really like teach my kids like about this. So a lot of people said it's a great resource for them to teach their kids and like their family, like what a rainbow baby is or like your brother's a rainbow baby. What does this mean? So I think some parents like, they go through it and then they have their families and you know, then that's it. Like they have their families, but it's nice to teach their kids like about their family and about their, the kids that are the rainbow babies. So I've, it's been amazing to connect with different families in this way, like teaching and just being a mom. Yeah. You know what? You brought up something I didn't even think about was, you know, friends of the kids that lose, you know, let's say you're talking about your two kids and what if they were older and they were friends of, of other families who had never experienced that before like that? Yeah, that's huge because they wouldn't have that, that context to understand what it even meant, much less to exp- the right. that go on. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had friends that bought the book for that reason. Like, you know, we are blessed enough. We didn't have to go through that, but you know, my friend's kid is like, your friend is a rainbow baby. Like, you know, it's just, you know, what does that mean? Or, their cousins going through it or something. So it is nice. Like it doesn't have to like directly affect that family, but it's just nice to know. Cause it's, I cannot believe how many people I know who are going through this or have gone through this. So it's nice to like have that connection and, you know, spread it to people who don't know they need it. Right. I don't know they would be by it. So. Right. Yeah. Have Okay. Here's, here's a question I didn't plan on asking you, but I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> Um, I can totally see your book in places like pediatrician offices, in playgroup areas, in um, areas where, let's say, families go for extra help and assistance of any kind. And even like, you know, even to the point of like psychologist uh, lounge offices. Have you had any interest from groups like this in your book? I need to do my part of like reaching out and like marketing myself more. But when I was in Georgia, 
Um, I did bring it to my um, OB's office. Mm -hmm. So they loved it and they, um, you know, had it out for their patients. And I mean, all the places you said, I think it would be great to put like, you know, an OB office, um, pediatrician, because, you know, the kids are there and reading it. And um, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I need to like figure out how to get it out there a little bit more. But yeah, I think that'd be perfect. Now, if anybody's listening who's a marketer, you need to contact Lindsay about her <laughs> book. Okay. So please. <laughs> I think, I think it is hard though, when you're, you're especially a self-published author and uh, getting that information out there about your book is a lot of work. And so it is a lot. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And it, you know, there's a point too, where you kind of feel like I've got a really great concept. I've got a great book. I want people to know about it, but there's also that resistance of, well, how hard do I push? How, you know, how, how much do I how confident am I in this book that I can go to the doctor's <laughs> office and hand it to them? You need this book in your office for every patient. Well, it's very hard. Like I wasn't, you know, expecting how, you know, like you said, I have, I feel like I have a good idea. Like, unfortunately there's an audience for it. Unfortunately, a lot of people have gone through that loss, but you know, I do think there's people out there who would appreciate it. So it's just, it's pushing it and getting it into the bookstores and like the offices and, um, I want to take it to like our local library. So, you know, all those places. So it is a lot of work, but it's worth it. Anytime I hear someone say like how they loved it, how it affected them, like it's, it's worth all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could really see you going into groups too and, and speaking to um, groups of people who are grieving and, you know, having that there, I think that'd be amazing. Now, right now, it would dump all that out <laughs> because you're a mama and that's most important at this moment, but down the road. <laughs> Do you have any books that are brewing in your mind after completing this first one? That's funny you asked that because if you asked me a year ago, I would have probably said like, oh, maybe down the line or whatever. But there are so many different like baby related topics that like I would like to touch on. Like I had someone reach out to me and say like, you know, this my book focuses on miscarriage, but like what if a baby was a stillborn um or i wanted to touch on like you know not a miscarriage but like the babies that are like conceived by ivf or like fertility where like moms took you know the parents had to take a lot of extra steps to get their baby so i was talking to my husband about these ideas and i'm like i did not go through those myself but it would be cool to like partner with someone who has and write a book from those perspectives so it can be more I don't know, inclusive for everybody. So like I, I could have like a series on, um, you know, these babies that are special in their own different ways. So mm-hmm. one day I think I would like to. Yeah. You can almost go down there. I'm not exactly sure what you would call it, but it'd almost be like special births kind of focus or right. <laughs> right. like there's not really a term for all of that, but special delivery series, something. <laughs> Ooh, special delivery. I like that. <laughs> So, I might have to for that one, but yeah, something like that. <laughs> so as far as just even with kids and talking about miscarriage and even, I guess with the adults too, what do you think helped you the most? You know, I know the writing piece of it, but how did you get over the fear of having another child? What helped me? I mean, writing did help, but just like that trying to stay as hopeful and 
positive as I could. Like, like I said, I did, um, I almost wrote like letters to the baby every day. And it's like every day that we got closer to her being born, it was just like, I, I appreciated every single day. So, um, it was hard. And, you know, for me, it was scary in the beginning because there's very, like, I didn't have many pregnancy symptoms. So it's like, is she still there? Um, and then when you could start to feel her move, that helped. But then in the end, you know, you hear these babies, like you got to do the kick counts and like, they get like the cord wrapped around their neck or whatever. So I was always anxious. I went to the doctor a few times just because I was like, I don't feel her. Um, but it just anxiety all the time with that. And there's no like magic cure all. I was just like, just tried to be appreciative as I could that we had another day together and everything. So kind of how it happened honestly with miscarriages or you know any kind of pregnancy loss it kind of rips the joy from being pregnant like I didn't have that like oblivious feeling like I did with my first one like it it's not a promise unfortunately so it we we just did what we could and just tried to stay as hopeful as possible yeah Yeah. it was being hopeful and grateful for each day that you did have the pregnancy it sounds like that's that's kind of what kept you well, let me ask you this, because we're we're wrapping up down to our last few minutes, and I could probably ask you a thousand more questions. So um, <laughs> let me let me ask you, what are two reasons that you think someone who is um, experienced their either they've experienced something like, you know, major in their lives or they're professionals who have information? What are two reasons that you feel that they should write a kid's book? For me, um, I think that you could be writing to an audience that you don't know who, you know, needs something like this. So I would have never imagined I would write a book and like hit these audiences um, like I have. But, you know, your idea for a book could help you. Like for me, writing just helped me. Um, But then to put it out there and to like have it help other people, um, it's just been amazing. And a second reason. Um, I feel like, like we kind of talked about, even if it doesn't, the situation doesn't affect like you. Um, it's still amazing to like teach kids, um, about all these other topics that they, I didn't know what a miscarriage was when I was younger. So, you know, kids are learning about those kind of topics and they're not easy topics to talk about. So I think it's great to have like teach kids these things. And, you know, like a watered down version when they're younger, um, but then they can grow up and it won't be, you know, then they just more knowledge for them. So I think it's helps people. And, you know, it's, I, you know, I was um, being a teacher. I just loved children's literature. So anything out there that can help kids, um, you know, experience different things is amazing. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I, I truly do believe that a book is a communication gateway. You read it. Yes. The kids have more questions. There's something you can talk about. If they've never seen it, they can't ask. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, you know, like from my book, like it does open questions and conversations that families can have together. So if anyone else has an idea like that, that kids aren't familiar with, like, it's just, it's great to, you know, have them experience that within reading. Yes. Yes. I love that. Well, great answer. I think um, that marketer is going to show up and I can't wait to hear more about the special delivery series. <laughs> yes, honestly, I'll be back for my second one. <laughs> Sounds good. Part two. 
Thank you so much for your time today, Lindsay. Where can people find out more? So I am on Instagram. The handle is just like, I am a rainbow baby, all one word. And then my book is on Amazon. So pretty much it's prime delivery. So it's open to, oh, the cool thing is it's open to like international markets. Like when I was selling it, um, I had a, my, I think my second sale was to like Italy, which is amazing. So, so yeah, you can find me on there. Awesome. Well, I'm sure we'll have listeners looking for sure. So thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.